Engage for Success Radio, raising the profile of employee engagement and shining a light on good practice for people who believe there's a better way to work. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to show number 253 from Engage for Success. Uh, I'm Jo Moffat. I'm host for today's show. And today we're going to be talking about the topic of queen bees, um, specifically queen bee syndrome and how it hinders the advancement of women. So if you're not quite sure uh, what we're going to be talking about, well, stay tuned because I think you're going to find it very interesting. And as we discuss it, I think um, you will recognize uh, what it is that we are going to be talking about and all will become clear. And, uh, and I hope also will become clear what we can do about it and, and why we need to do something about it in terms of uh, organizational and personal professional uh, performance and success. So to help me explore the topic, um, I'm joined by this week's guest, Cecilia Harvey, who I will introduce in a moment to you. Um, I'm Jo Moffat, and um, as, as regular listeners will know, I'm, I'm one of the co-hosts of, today's, uh, of, the, of the radio show for Engage for Success. I am founder and managing director of Woodread, and we use brand to help our clients develop high-performing cultures inside their organizations. So so um, a topic that I think will be very interesting, um, certainly one I'm, I'm looking forward to learning more about. So uh, welcome to the show, Cecilia. Oh, thank you. It's great to be here. Well, it's good to have you. And uh, I know this is a topic that, that you believe passionately in, both from a, a professional perspective in terms of your own professional background over the last sort of 20 or so years, but also particularly um, uh, in terms of you practicing what you preach in terms of the uh, work that you're currently doing. So Cecilia, for those who uh, aren't familiar with her, is founder and CEO of an organization called Walking Red, um, and she's also founder of Tech Women Today. So um, perhaps by way of an introduction, Cecilia, you could tell us a little bit about your background um, and then also just a, a, a quick overview of those two different organizations. Oh, great. So as you said, my name is Celia Harvey, and I've worked in um, banking technology and just banking in general for, for really over the last 20 years. And mm-hmm. what I've done recently with Walking Red, I'm, I'm the founder and, and CEO. I'm very proud of that. Um, not only because I was able to start my own business, we focus on mobile beauty and fitness services, but also what we do is, as an organization is really help to support women in their careers in these areas and just all of our artists, as I call them. But it's really important for me to make sure that we're doing the right things and giving people a career and, and helping to develop them along the way. And Tech Women Today, because of my background in technology, uh, I didn't want to just start another women in technology group. I felt there were so many great organizations out there doing incredible work. What I really wanted to do mm-hmm. with Tech Women Today was start an organization where it brings together female entrepreneurs who are non-technical with women that do work in technology and, and really expand what we mean by women in tech. It's not just are you a coder or are you a, a computer programmer, but it's also women that are working in social media, um, in data, in all of these different areas within technology and in all different sectors from art to fashion to finance to, to communications, defense. So I really wanted to broaden mm-hmm. that definition and, and make sure that technology is being leveraged to help female entrepreneurs grow their businesses. 
Right, right. So tech women, not necessarily tech women, i.e. they're techie women who are, as you say, coders, but women working <laughs> in tech as well. So it kind of works both ways. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. Well, yeah. maybe I should take this conversation offline with you a bit, Cecilia, because one of the things that we're doing at Woodread at the moment is developing a new tech platform to deliver our, <laughs> our products and our IP and our IP. So um, maybe I could do with a little bit of collaborative support from, from your network as well. But that's probably a conversation for another day. Um, okay. So, um, and I know as we go through the next um, half an hour, we're going to talk a little bit more about um, Walking Red and Tech Women today and how you, as I said at the opening, uh, opening remarks, practice what you preach within those two organizations. But perhaps let's, let's kick off first of all with a little bit of a definition could you um what what do we actually mean by queen bee syndrome yeah um because there could be quite a few different ways of looking at it but with queen bee syndrome what we mean by that is really those women in the workplace that really treat their colleagues in a demoralizing undermining or, or bullying manner. It doesn't necessarily have to be a woman that's more senior uh, within the organization. It could be a peer. It could be somebody more junior to you. But mm-hmm. one of the things that we really wanted to point out, um, particularly with Queen Bee Syndrome, is that it's, if women are really going to advance in the workplace, women need to support other women. And I, mm-hmm. I thought that this was a, an, a very important topic to address because I, through my work with Tech Women Today, uh, with Walking Red, and definitely from my 20 years of working in financial services, I've seen it where a lot of women aren't necessarily supportive of other women, and and that's really a shame. Um, women should really see each other as allies and, and not as competition. Mm-hmm. And if we're really mm-hmm. going to make mm-hmm. improvement of women getting to senior levels within organizations, this is something that organizations and people as individuals need to address. It's interesting you should say that because I was listening to a, a totally unrelated uh, field, but Serena Williams was on was being interviewed yesterday. She was talking about the the tennis Paris, the French Open in Paris at the moment, and she was she was saying how so often the press like to portray her as having rivalries and real really quite quite passionate rivalries with the other women on the circuit and how she doesn't really like them uh, and and I can't remember which one it was particularly but she was you know she was saying you know this is just so not the case and she actually said something very similar to you um she said you know women need to support each other women need to encourage each other women need to help enable each other to achieve the highest standards and she was really quite quite keen to sort of um dispel that myth about her in the in the tennis field so it's quite it's quite interesting isn't it yeah no it, and it's a topic that it's as you can see like it it definitely is something where it's relevant to all industries um and mm. it's something that people deal with at all levels with at any point within their career i mean serena williams is accomplished as she is um for people to think that that she's a queen bee for a woman that's done so much to help other mm. women and encourage other women, um, especially within the sport and tennis and just beyond being an inspiration to people. Yes, I think that it, it's something that I think it's wonderful that she's brought that up and that she's addressed it. And then it, it is something across all industries. Women need to support other women if we're really going mm. to advance and, and really um, establish ourselves within any organization, any industry, any sector. 
So, so how would we identify a, a queen bee or queen bee-like <laughs> behavior? <laughs> True. Yeah, it's, it's, queen bees are interesting. Usually they'll be the people within the organization where um, they're usually women where they, they don't really support definitely other women, but also just other people mm-hmm. in general. Um, they'll view other people right. as threats. Um, they're they're the ones that are more credit takers rather than giving credit to other people within the team that have also made a contribution. Um, they're not mm-hmm. likely to put people forward for certain projects or other uh, things that can really help somebody else within their career. They'll usually try and take those mm-hmm. things for themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Rarely will you hear them talk positively about others uh, it, it's it's that sort of behavior where it really comes down to in many ways a lot of insecurity, and it's mm-hmm. something that it, it's unfortunate because women usually the reason why queen bee syndrome can be the biggest hindrance for women advancing in the workplace is because with behavior like that queen bees aren't likely to get the sponsorship or the support necessary to get promoted within an organization because of this negative behavior. And, and also, mm-hmm. queen bees often prevent other talented and up-and-coming women from advancing within the workplace. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they don't get to rise on the shoulders of giants. No, not at all. <laughs> yeah, they keep they keep them they keep them down there. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, so, a couple of questions that that spring to mind from that, Cecilia. I mean, I can understand how somebody in a more senior role could demonstrate the the symptoms of, that you've described and and almost you know pull up the drawbridge behind them or not just necessarily for women either i think you've made that point that they they you know they they will take the credit for everybody it's not it's not necessarily a sex thing on their part um but how would a how would a junior person a more junior person um display the symptoms if if they're not in a position where they can you know give out projects and give recognition and things how how do how do you spot it in somebody at a more at a more uh, lowly level that's an excellent question uh as i said it doesn't have to be somebody senior somebody more junior or peer can easily character assassinate you by spreading rumors by um by if somebody does speak positively about you saying something negative and in the workplace mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. Gossip is rife, so those things can really hurt an individual. If they, if a more junior, if some, if one of your peers or a junior person hears about a particular project that you would probably be great for, and they're talking to somebody about it, they're probably not going to say, "Oh, well, you know what? Joe would be a great person um, to do that." No, they're probably going to try and tear you down <laughs> and say, "Right, well, actually, right." You know, heard this about joe i've heard that she's not a great person to work with oh i've worked with her before and and you know she's very like you know she doesn't she's very bossy i don't know she's like people don't really like her i haven't heard great things about her so there's a lot Mm -hmm. of damage that um peers and even those more junior to you can do within an organization sometimes those could be the most dangerous queen bees because they feel like they're trying to climb to the top and they don't want anybody taking their spot and they're going to do whatever it takes to make sure that they've reached that one spot and the reality is there's not just one spot there's room there's plenty of room for 
many people, especially many women, to be successful with an organization and, and powers and numbers. So that's why women need to encourage one another, support one another, uh, because there's nothing better than to celebrate the success of another woman, and there's nothing more inspirational. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I certainly get that. So um, Sheryl Sandberg's book, Lean In, is that about encouraging more queen bees to create themselves or is it actually a more collaborative approach or does it not touch on this at all in any way? Um, I don't think Cheryl's book touches upon queen bee syndrome anyway. Cheryl's book is great because I think that it, one of the things that it does do is encourage women to really look within themselves and, as the book says, lean in and, and do what they can to make sure that they're progressing their careers in the right way. Similarly with queen bee syndrome, mm. a lot of women probably aren't even aware that they are queen bees or they're not aware that this behavior can be detrimental to their own careers. So I definitely encourage women to seek some sort of 360-degree feedback on their behavior and, and how they engage with people within the workplace and to really mm-hmm. sort of take a self-assessment of themselves to see if they are uh, demonstrating any of these behaviors that can really not only – be a detriment to their career but also hurt the career of others mm-hmm. it's interesting isn't it i wonder if it's a if it's a function of women feeling that when it comes to behavior modeling they have to model themselves on the role models they see which in historically have been more male or male orientated behaviors and so it they they tend to adopt those more aggressive and take no prisoners approach I mean, I can understand it would be equally as damaging if it was a male, a male queen bee. You know, if you see what I mean. But um, I wonder if it. If, I wonder if what if if that's what causes it because it's a a role model, a lack of effective role models. What do you think about that? There can be. Uh, that that's one of the reasons. There's a lot of research out on this. You know, what sort of creates a queen bee. Uh, I've seen a lot of it where it's a lot of insecurity, which stems from, mm-hmm. you know, feeling like they have to put on a certain type of behavior. They have to protect their position um, in order to be successful. I, that's where I see mm-hmm. a, a lot of it coming from, um, where they feel mm-hmm. like, where they view other women in particular as competition and feeling like they mm-hmm. need to take out that competition in order for them to succeed. Uh, but the reality mm-hmm. is that you shouldn't have to bring somebody else down in order to build no. yourself up. And a mm-hmm. lot of cool. yeah. a lot of senior a lot of organizations they're they're starting to see this and they're starting to address it within leadership programs um and and just as managers within organizations just being able to identify it and stamp it out is very important because mm-hmm. queen bees can do a lot of damage to an organization mm-hmm. uh because if if many of them are leaders within an organization or managing other people it can lead to situations where people don't want to work within their teams um people are leaving organizations uh, and and ultimately, it really helps hurt the advancement of women in the workplace. Mm-hmm. And how how widespread is this kind of behaviour in your in your view, Cecilia? I think that it's. I have to tell you, Joe. Like every, I speak at a lot of conferences and and just with the work with. Uh, just working with women within Tech Women Today and and just other organisations I'm a part of. 
it is pretty out there. <laughs> it's not something new. <laughs> it's something that, mm. you know, just continues in, in all organizations. I mean, it starts as early as the playground, right, with queen, with mean girls. And, and the queen bees are just those women that grow up to be the mean girls that just grow up. And now they're in the workplace and they're just yeah, more calculating. Right. So right. It, yeah. it's, it's something yeah. where... It's just always out there, and it's something. But it's something mm-hmm. where organizations, uh, one can really do something to address it within their own, within their organizations around mm-hmm. leadership training um, and other yes. support, whether it be coaching for senior women within their organizations, so that people can understand what these behaviors are and do something to address mm-hmm. it. Mm. So, so it's not, uh, it's not specifically. There aren't particular industries where you would say this is more prevalent than others. No, because and I don't think that it's even necessarily a, something where it's an industry where it's if it's a male dominated industry, then you're likely to have more queen bee syndrome because there's less women. I mean, I've talked to women that work in fashion where it's predominantly mm. women in that industry or PR, and or other mm. industries where it's a high percentage of women and same mm. situation where it's something that they have to deal with and it's something where mm. it can mm. really impact their work life. Yes, yeah. So I suppose if we're talking about the fashion industry, would I'm thinking of The Devil Wears Prada as a film <laughs> and the Meryl Streep character yeah. in that. Now, would that Meryl mm-hmm. Streep character in that film be a, an extreme, an extremely overdrawn version of what you're talking about? So a caricature, I, extreme. Yeah, but in some cases, in some situations, it's not too extreme. It could be quite normal. <laughs> really? Or- oh, my not God. Not normal, but it, can, it, could, it definitely exists within organizations. Yeah. No, right. I, I think the, yeah. the Devil Wears okay. Prada is a good example of Queen Bee syndrome. Rightio. Okay, so let's 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 turn to some answers then, because I think we've probably got a reasonable idea now of what we're, what it is we're dealing with. So, so first of all, from a um, an organisational perspective, could you you've touched on a couple of things, but could you perhaps just share a little bit more about what a what what an organisation needs to do to um, sort of head this off at the pass, really? Yes, I think that you know managers need to be able to um, understand that this behavior is happening and ultimately what they can do about it. If, if managers even see this type of behavior, they definitely need to stamp it out, address it with that particular female, and let it know that that type of behavior is not going to be tolerated within the organization. Um, also, I think that organizations should really take seriously the 360 feedback received. So 360 feedback is usually where you get feedback from not only your managers, your, so those that are senior to you, but also your peers and people mm-hmm. who are junior to mm-hmm. you. And mm-hmm. it's important that that feedback is anonymous where people feel that they can be honest um, and be honest. not feel yeah. as if exactly. Uh, so, and then giving that feedback to the the queen bees and and letting them know that this is something that can definitely have a negative impact in terms of their career advancement. Um, Also Mm -hmm. within just coaching, I think that a lot of organizations, whether it be through leadership training or coaching, these behaviors can really be identified and and stamped out. Mm -hmm. So 
many mm. organizations, they can have very generic type of coaching um, and, and training. But I think that particularly for for women and advancing the workplace, there are consultancies and organizations that, that focus on these types of topics. And I think it's important mm. that mm. if you're going to improve the pipeline of women in your organization reaching senior levels and senior positions, then this is something that you definitely, as an organization, want to make sure that you're addressing in your training. Right. And in your experience, Cecilia, would um, so so say say I am demonstrating all of the or many of the symptoms um, of this uh, behaviour. Um, am I mm-hmm. likely to be aware of it? Am I or is is my queen beeness um, putting me in a position of total lack of, um, uh, you know, sort of self-knowledge and, and emotional intelligence about the impact of my behaviours? That, that's a good question. I think it, it can go either way, where a lot of – you could have the situation where they they know what they're doing, they're quite calculating about it, and – Unless somebody very senior stops them, they're not going to do anything about it. That's hopefully mm-hmm. a very extreme case. And then you have many yeah. situations where it's a lot of it comes down to insecurity and fear from what I've seen where, you know, a lot of very intelligent, capable women, they're, they're scared that they're not going to be viewed as senior enough. They're not going to be viewed as the person who deserves that top job. So they're demonstrating these behaviors, which are ultimately causing them to be perceived in a very negative way, not only by their mm. peers and those that are junior to them, but also senior managers who are going to make those decisions. Yes, yes, okay. So, so from, a, one, from a personal perspective then, what, what, what can people do? So we, you've touched on the things that an organization can do in terms of managers needing to look out for it, um, making sure there's a process for 360-degree feedback, which is actually taken seriously and also thinking about coaching around and and um and and training around leadership behaviors perhaps quite specifically around these sort of areas um from a personal perspective um let's assume i've i've realized and and have now that you know the light has you know i've seen the light and i've realized that i'm behaving fairly appallingly and i i'm actually in a in a sense of um personal um uh, uh, ambition, I realize that actually this isn't going to do my career any good if I continue to behave like that. So so what can I do to to change myself if I feel that I'm being a bit of a, a QB? Yeah, I think one of the, if, if there's somebody who's identifying themselves as potentially being a queen bee, I think one of the first things that you can do, it's one of the best investments that one can make within themselves is you know, get a career coach. Um, Many different uh, coaches are out there and it's it's always helpful to get a recommendation from perhaps the human resources department within your organization or somebody you know that has had success with a career coach and and really Mm -hmm. tap into those reasons why you're demonstrating that behavior um, and understanding how you can tweak that behavior because that's very important to get that coaching necessary so you understand how you can change certain behaviors. If you're in a meeting and all of a sudden um, somebody is challenging you, there's different ways in which you can handle it rather than getting that sort of feeling where it's like, oh, my goodness, I need to defend myself. I need to be super, super aggressive and, and, or just go after somebody. 
there's a way where you can channel that energy in a different way and make it more positive, but it's really about identifying those behaviors that can really trigger that Queen Bee Syndrome, and usually a coach is going to help you to do that. I think that that's very right. important. And then also take advantage of leadership training courses, whether it be within your organization or outside of your organization, so you have an understanding of how to work with different types of people within your organization, how to develop teams, how to really uh, develop people, because that's when you become a real leader, when you're viewed as somebody Mm -hmm. that people want to work with and people feel inspired by you rather than scared of you. (laughs) Intimidated. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Exactly. Uh, And Mm. so I think that's what one thing that uh, people can do if they identify themselves as queen bee. If you're somebody who you're like, oh, my goodness, I'm working for a queen bee, can't do it. How can I neutralize (laughs) the situation? They're coming after me, and I don't know what to do. Uh, I tell people definitely develop yourself. Um, sign up for training courses because that allows you to really improve your industry knowledge and skill set. And once you have great skills, nobody can take that away from you. Uh, The second thing Mm -hmm. is really expanding your network, join professional networks and at your company or within your industry so that if you, you have somebody outside of this queen bee that you can go to, that you can have advice from, that you can leverage to really help be a sponsor within your career leads to the next thing around finding sponsors i think that not only does your boss have to should be a sponsor for you so if your if your boss is a queen bee there's probably other sponsors within your organization so definitely develop strong professional relationships with senior decision makers and because they can really help Mm -hmm. to influence your career and i think the last Mm -hmm. and the most important thing about working with a queen bee is do not react when provoked because the one thing that queen bees love to do is push your buttons and get a reaction. So stay calm. Don't show any emotion. Always be polite. Never engage in any gossip or, or petty talk. And really use your energy to develop yourself and expand your network. And that's really how you neutralize a queen bee. Right, right. Okay, that's interesting. Very interesting. Useful, useful stuff there, I think. So we've got um, just a, a few minutes left. We've got about four minutes left. And um, I guess what it would be kind of useful just to close with, Cecilia, if we may, is a um, couple of things, really, combining into one question. So have you got any any really any great stories about, you know, a queen bee scenario that, that was really quite bad and then what, what happened know how it was resolved perhaps um but also i promised um at the beginning that we just talk a little bit about walking red and tech women today um and perhaps finishing really with with a little bit of um sharing what it is how you apply this thinking um in in your day-to-day work there yeah i mean i my experiences with queen bee syndrome have definitely been a part of making sure that i don't repeat that behavior especially within walking red and and tech women today. So I've had female bosses that they would love you and they wanted to help you as long as you were the underdog and in their shadow. But the moment you started to Mm. shine, they'd really want to put you back in your box. And also with peers, I mean, I've experienced a mean girls culture in which certain female peers would make sure that I felt included. Um, I wasn't getting the invite to after work drinks or lunch with other colleagues or, or just really spreading untrue gossip and speaking negatively about Mm. me to colleagues. Um, So with 
Walking Red, you know, one of the key things, because so many of the people that work with Walking Red are women, I have such an interest in their careers and really uh, making sure that I'm creating a platform for them where they can develop their careers, where they're getting known as artists for their particular aesthetic, their style of doing hair, their mm-hmm. style of doing makeup, their style of doing yoga, things like that. It's very important for me that they are able to differentiate themselves via the Walking Red platform as artists with their specific skill sets and, and helping them in any way I can to develop that. So that's very important. And then with as a female entrepreneur, and because of my background in technology, I feel quite comfortable with tech, but I also recognize that if you're going to be an entrepreneur and you're going to be successful and you're going to grow your business, technology is a key part of that, whether it be from your customer relationship management to managing your data to your website development to using your social media to how you run your operation to cybersecurity. Mm. Entrepreneurs have to have an understanding of these types of subjects. So I thought, you know what, I want to create an organization that's not only going to help women in tech, but it's also going to help non-technical female entrepreneurs to realize their dreams and grow their careers. So that's really how Tech Women Today was born. And everything that I do, I, I try and go back to the really my, my mantra, if you want to say, of women supporting other women and it's something I'm passionate about. Mm-hmm. And it's something that I'll mm-hmm. just continue to work towards. Mm, absolutely okay that's fabulous so when you talk to most women uh, I mean as we've been going through this half hour I've been thinking back over my working life and I I can I can absolutely remember working with some QBs over the years Uh, to to most (laughs) women you talk to say oh god I recognize what you're describing (laughs) yeah I mean, and, and many yeah. are, are still experiencing it on a day-to-day basis. Um, but I think yeah. the important thing is that it's not them. It's, it's, it's something that it's a reality in the workplace, and it's something, there's things that we can all do to stop it um, and to really make sure that it's not impacting women from advancing within the workplace. Yeah, absolutely. That's been fascinating. I thought it would be. Um, So thank you. It's lived up to my expectations, Cecilia. Thank you very much, everybody, for listening. Cecilia, thank you very much for joining us. It's been a pleasure having you on the show. Uh, Goodbye, and uh, thank you you very much. Thanks. Engage for Success Radio, raising the profile of employee engagement and shining a light on good practice for people who believe there's a better way to work. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.